0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. I was so pleased today to have an opportunity to meet with Dr. Darian Parker, who is a personal trainer and owner of Epic Leisure Management. He is also a podcaster on Dr. D's social networking, and uh, just the nicest guy. I had such a, a great conversation with him pre- before we got together on the, um, the podcast, and I really got a sense from him that he just loves meeting people and cares about people. Uh, best way to reach him is through uh, LinkedIn, which is how I met him. And in his profile, you'll see he's all about love, connecting with people, which he's always had in him. I guess he'll tell us in the in the uh, podcast about how that grew um, beyond uh, and evolved for him after high school. Um, and I'm so glad it did because he's very good at it. And um, I got the sense when I met him that he just wanted to connect with me as a person and see if he could help me. So I urge you to get in touch with him. He has a really wonderful way of training people from um, a distance over uh, the internet over zoom or um, whatever form of um, electronic connection you have anywhere in the world Um, but he is um, definitely personalizes his training so if you are serious about training and want someone who you can make a relationship with I really like Darian I think he would be such a wonderful trainer for somebody who wants to transform have a transformation in their life and really have that kind of one-on-one support and the exchange of the heart so with that said on to the show you get to meet darian and i hope you enjoy it reach out to darian on linkedin and of course reach out to me joyce at totalwellcoach.com hello everybody i'd like you to meet my new friend dr darian parker uh uh, dr parker or darian okay to call you Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh uh welcome to the totally well show
1: Awesome. Glad to be here, Joyce. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. Um, so Darian is a, a personal trainer at Epic Leisure Management. And um, how do people reach you in general? I found you on LinkedIn. We connected there and made friends.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way because I'm on there quite a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's how I meet a variety of people. Uh, from all over the world. So um, my company, Epic Leisure Management, is on there. And then my personal training services is a, a live training service that I do. That's actually not part of that company, but it's just kind of a, a side thing that I do that's actually fairly full-time for me at this point too.
0: So I was curious about that because I was going back over your profile on LinkedIn to find how we, um, how a person connects up. Is that like a private platform that People connect with you on, or is that something that's open to the public to view?
1: For my training, you're talking about?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's um, it's one by one, so it's on um, devices like or services like Zoom or Skype, FaceTime, things that nature. So, like right before this, and I was training one of my clients on um, WhatsApp, and you know, and so in real time, just like we're doing now, taking them through their exercise progression, having conversations. And um and they're in Manhattan Beach and I'm in uh, Blaine Washington so yeah. you know it, it's it's really cool so yeah it's, I'm definitely um I work with people one on one so it's more it's just like having a personal trainer in person you know I, if somebody's interested then they obviously we need they need to contact me I contact them we set up the whole deal and go from there you know but it can literally be anywhere in the world
0: yeah. That's awesome that it's it sounds really personalized that we that you're able to do this kind of um the, this one on one platform because a lot of places I've seen this it's more like just trying to bring volumes in and you never really know who yeah it is. It's not personalized
1: yeah actually you know people ask me all the time like well how do you do this and are you just you know are you just writing programs I'm like no i I don't write online programs because a lot of trainers what they do is they they try to scale it that's kind of the big term is okay I want to get hundreds of clients and I'm just going to write programs for each of them and then they can check in with me during the week I just find that very impersonal and I don't that's not training somebody that's just giving them a workout that they could find on the internet and they could just find a workout and just do it And this is the closest thing to training somebody in real time, just like you would in person. And in fact, many of my clients, I train them forever in person. I've been a trainer for almost 20 years. And a couple of my clients I've had for over a decade. And they switched to this platform with me. And they think it's almost more intimate than being in person with them. So it's really interesting uh, how things are progressing with it.
0: Yeah, I really love the model because it's similar to what I do when I, when people ask me for a nutrition plan. I I say, well, I can give you a template or framework, but it's going to change. It's it's like a fingerprint. You know what we do with you is yeah. so specific, and why you know one size doesn't fit all, and there's no way to really serve somebody that as well that way.
1: Yeah, I think like anytime you're providing somebody. Well, we don't have the interaction with somebody, which I think we're losing quite a bit with people these days. Um, Anytime you don't have the interaction, it becomes much more of a cold process with people. And then the lack of accountability is very difficult, especially with exercise. You're asking people to do something that is not uh, intuitively exciting to them. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they're like, oh, people are coming to that time of year when people are getting their juices flowing again to maybe start back on a program yeah. and it's it's being uncomfortable is not natural. So then being uncomfortable and then giving them something and they don't really know what to do with it and to say, well, just text me or just email me if you have questions and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just, it's, there's nothing like having the interaction with somebody on some level on real time and that they can see your emotion. You could see theirs. You can understand the nuances of the person things of that nature. And so, um, I find that most people that end up doing my service, they're shocked at how similar it is to being in person. Yeah. Of course. One of the
0: things I wanted to say when we, when we connected on LinkedIn and then I looked at your profile, we had a really nice chat about just, hello, I want to meet you just because we're in a similar industry. We may be able to help each other and help other people. And it just felt like such a nice, genuine connection. And I really appreciated that. It just, I've met a lot of people on LinkedIn and so many mm-hmm. connect with me and then they're like trying to, to give me some kind of an offer <laughs> and force feed me, with the way they me <laughs> without even knowing what I need.
1: <laughs> I experience that all the time, all yeah. the time. I've been on LinkedIn for 12 years and running and it still is surprising to me when people reach out to me and I can tell they're sending me like this copy paste thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, listen, this, have you ever heard of H, the gel, yeah. this human growth hormone? Have, have you watched this 30 second video?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm like, does this really work for you? they <laughs> like, people actually get sucked into this. I mean, I guess they do yeah. on some level, but I am a firm believer of connecting with no agenda, no motivation for business or, you know, products. I just like to meet people. And I think if you meet people over and over again in an honest and genuine way, good things will happen. I can't tell you like what will happen. I just know good things will happen. So whatever that is.
0: Well, I, I definitely got and even in your profile, you had a line that says, um, I think it was, let me help you. I think that was, yeah. One. And I yeah. Just felt so good to see that it's, you know, that you genuinely want to help people and it could be in a big way. Or, you know, who knows? Like you say, exactly what that will be. It might be someone you know, it might be a little tip, it could be you yeah. end up being a client, but the offer to help is there and it just feels really warm and genuine. So I appreciate you for that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I took a lot of time thinking about like kind of that headline and what I wanted to write in there. This mm-hmm. was years ago. And how do I want to represent myself? I also looked at other people's headlines quite a bit. And most of it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's just the nature of things. Like most of it's like, you know, uh, expert and so-and-so demonstrated experience in this field, that field, mm-hmm. you know, this education. And I said, you know, I don't want the first impression of somebody reads that to think that about me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my education in the forefront or the, the, accomplish, the accomplishments that I've done to be in the front. I want my heart And my soul to be in the forefront of what people think about me.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I talk about on there, like, love is important to me, caring about people. Let me help you. Let me be there for you. Mm -hmm. Those are the most important things in life to me. And I get it. It's a business platform for networking. But I think that there's not enough caring and sensitivity in business. It's too much about let's get sales, let's get sales, let's push, push, push. And I think when a person's always pushing for something to get more of something, they're never satisfied with it anyways, when they get it, they want more of it. Mm -hmm. And there's only one thing that I know that you can have a lot of and people never get tired of. And that's love and caring and compassion. Mm -hmm. I've never met somebody who said, Oh, I can't stand that I have all this love in my life. Have (laughs) you heard that? I never heard that.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely not.
1: Uh It's terrible to have so much love and compassion and caring in my life.
0: That's (laughs) That's but great. I've
1: heard people complain about other things, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you have have you had um other have you always been this way It's what I'm trying to say. Has it always oh. been or did you learn this some um, something happened in your life that taught you this lesson or someone? Oh
1: my gosh. I've never had anybody ask me that. That's pretty good. I've had a lot of questions before. Um <laughs> I I would say I think it's always been inside me, but I had to work to get it out. I think when I was um, in high school, I was a very sensitive, very shy person. And I knew that I wanted to be sensitive and share love and compassion with other people. But it's during a time when it's not necessarily cool (laughs) for that to be like that.
2: Yeah.
1: High school can be cruel that way, you know, growing up. And uh, my mom, was all she's always been like, like, you know what, when you grow up, that's going to be a great quality. When you become an adult, more people are going to want that out of other people in their life. And so um, I just was tired of being like that. So I went to college. I took public speaking. I had, uh, as part of one of my classes, I had a therapist for six months. Mm-hmm. And I thought it just it just broke me out of my shell. Yeah. And, and I was a natural networker after that. And yeah, I would say all of my professional career has been greatly focused on networking without any agenda. I don't think it's been any different from day 1 wow. uh, for me. So, so I just continue to do it.
0: So really it wasn't it wasn't something that you had to learn as, you know, through failure. It was just part of your growing up and then break maturing.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I've always just like I've always kind of had my own networking organization just for people to meet each other. I'm kind of like a connection coach on some level. Like I just like connecting people and well, people are like, well, why don't you make it a business and stuff? I'm like, why? It would change the version of it. It would change what it means for me. You know, some people say they go, Oh, well, this person is a great painter. Why don't they sell their paintings for a living? Well, you have to understand that sometimes as soon as you start monetizing something you love, it, it, it meta becomes, it morphs into something that's not what you did in the originally for. Not everybody should do something they love and make money off of it. And sometimes you're just doing it for the, just the passion, the enjoyment of the anonymity of doing it. Yeah, is, some, is really important. And I think sometimes we're always fed this, like, make your passion your thing, you know, monetize, monetize, make, your, make money doing this. And like sometimes you don't need to do that. You just need to let it be what it is for you and keep it special that
0: way. I've heard people say that when you let go of the the outcome and really, you know, go in with pure heart, that that's when things happen (laughs) in your favor. It's true. Yeah.
1: It's totally true. Like my podcast, I have, honestly, have no intention for it. Like monetization. I don't know. I don't really have this great plan to get all these sponsors and stuff. I just like putting out content. Oh, by the way,
0: will you say the name of your, I didn't say the name of your podcast. Yeah, no
1: problem. It's Dr. D's social network on Mm -hmm. Apple, iTunes, and all the platforms. And I just like to get it out there. I just like for people to meet other special people.
0: Yeah.
1: And other special people, when they meet each other, great things happen. Again, I don't know what that is completely, but I think it's good. I just want to do what I like to do and just keep doing it, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's with, th- with this show, with the Totally Well show, my, my goal was for, for me to, was more therapeutic for me because I didn't, yeah. I think it kind of got knocked out of me to, um, to just network. Because I think I was now that, you know, I'm hearing your story, I think I was also a natural networker mm-hmm. when I was in high school, when I was younger, and mm-hmm. I think it got kind of knocked out of me or hmm. educated out of me and um I, I when I look around, I saw either competitors in a world of scarcity, or I saw abundance in a world of oh my God, there's so many helpers out there, and I could be the one to help help people meet all these people, and I would then help if I would help more people by doing that. so I, I can
1: see that I, you have a very natural spirit about yourself, Joyce. Yeah, it's very. Um contagious. I I feel it even during this, you know.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And same here. So um I also wanted to ask you about your other business, the
1: Uh, Epic Leisure Management, you're talking about?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was that's an interesting business. I think it's a very slow burn. It is uh I've done it for mm, about 13 years now. Um that I not my own company, but I was in it. I worked for another company for almost 12 years, yeah. Um, and basically consulting and management. So I used to run a very high end luxury club for over a decade in Las Vegas, yeah. So it was private, it was just for people who lived in this gigantic community, a gay community, super, super wealthy environment.
0: Personal so training, I've been in, personal training, uh, personal
1: training, and also I was the general manager of the club, so I ran the entire club. Okay. Hired all the staff. And um, it was kind of a weird job just because, you know, before that, I had never been introduced to a luxury lifestyle or, you know, amenities and things of that nature. I was more in the academic aspect of things. Yeah. But I learned about, you know, running high end amenities and hotels and private residential communities and corporate campuses and things of that nature. And designing clubs, opening clubs, and I opened a club in Malaysia one time, which was fun. Yeah. And got to travel. It just just a lot of stuff. And so my business partner and I, um, I think it just felt like the timing was right to start our own thing. Yeah. And we had nothing against what we were doing. I Even to this day, I have very positive feelings about the previous company I was with. It's just, you yeah. know, in some things in life, you reach an end. Yeah. And it's time to move on. And I think it's you should just accept that and not try to fight those things. Yeah. And it's like this is how it is. So we essentially we go around to, to wrap up the point is we basically we do everything from the concept design, business planning, um audits, pre-opening, and actual running of health and wellness amenities like spas, fitness facilities, lifestyle amenities, things of that nature that have like tennis personal training, food and beverage, uh, dog parks, spa, dog spas, grocery, lot, like everything pretty much, but mostly luxury based mm-hmm. amenities. Um, so that's, that's the company I co-own. And that is basically something that, you know, it's a slow turning wheel because you're always talking to people and seeing who's doing those type of projects and things of that nature.
0: So I so that I understand you go. Uh, other people have the have the plan to open a facility like this, and you help them design and bring it to fruition.
1: Yeah. So, like um, a lot of times, we're just working with like developers of like communities, um, yeah. home builders. You know, mm-hmm. let's say like a uh, and I'm not sure it's similar to everybody, but like a William Lyon Homes or Party Homes or just you know just whatever your home builder big name home builder might be, insert the name into it, right. or, you know, a, a owner or developer of a hotel, um, and they know they need to have a health and wellness amenity as part of that hotel, but that's mm-hmm. not their area of expertise. Right. right. So then they would hire us to really provide, to basically make it as good as they can possibly make it for their customers for it. Right.
0: And with all your experience, it would make a lot of sense. It's, it's not their th- They know they want it, but it's not their thing.
1: Yeah, which a lot of people are stubborn, though, because you have a lot of owners who are, they can be very egotistical about it. Like, yeah, I'm just going, we're just going to hire everybody, you know, whatever. I don't know anything about a spa, but, you know, we'll just hire somebody. They don't think they need the help. And then they realize once it starts going, like this is an actual business yeah. and this isn't selling land. Yeah. This is, you know, getting people to use your spa and get services. And how many treatment rooms do you actually need? How many therapists do you need? The scheduling, the supplies, the whole thing. They just think like it happens or something, you know, like, yeah. and I found that in a lot of businesses, doesn't matter whether it's the business I'm in, a lot of people, they just do stuff. They open things and they don't think about the financial aspect of it at all. Be a so I'm passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love restaurants. Well, so do I. It doesn't mean I don't want to open one. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the margins associated with it. They just, they just have a passion, and that's why I think it's, it's not enough to have a passion to do something. It's you should have a passion, but you should also be understanding of the, the X's and O's that go along with it. And if you want a successful product, you need to look at who is very good at doing those things. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't change oil in my car. I don't know how to do it. I mean, I, you know, I'm <laughs> like, I don't. I wouldn't perform surgery on myself. I have a doctorate, <laughs> but I'm not a medical doctor, you
2: know, like, yeah.
1: but there's some things that in lives I think people just do because it's like, Oh, I can just do it. Yeah. I'll just do it. And we'll see what happens. I'd rather, I don't know. I'd rather have people that know what they're doing, do things for me than just wing it and be like, well, I, you know, I don't really know how to make that heat shield, but you know, I guess we'll just make it. <laughs> thing, you know?
0: Yeah. I guess it. it's interesting that you have that, that, it, it seems two very different passions. Where you really love working, you know, one on one with somebody to make them mm-hmm. you know, strong and have the best health yeah. possible, and then working in this, this more macro type of uh, relationship. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's different. I think I sometimes I struggle with the the larger macro thing because it's a it's a lot of j- jumping through hoops because you're trying to talk to. Who's a decision maker? And you might have to go through seven, eight people to get to the decision maker on, hey, do we want to do this or not? And then, you know, you get told no a lot. There's a lot of failure. Yeah. You know, it's the honest truth. It's not like we're doing this business and it's just like, all these people want to do it. It's like, no, you approach people, you develop relationships, and it takes a long time. If somebody's building a project and the project's not due to be finished in like three years, you're in like a three-year cycle. (laughs) That person, yeah, you know, so it's a which I don't mind. I like long term projects, it's not a big deal to me, Um, but it's definitely more slow moving than my personal training, which a lot of people want a more immediate aspect with that, yeah, uh, yeah. than the other thing. So,
0: well, it sounds like you've really broadened your skill set and had to work on that because I and gotten I, I, I would think you'd have to be really good at reading people and see. Their sincerity, and you know whether they're using you just for a comparison (laughs) model. It could be. Yeah,
1: that totally could be true. I mean, there's obviously other companies out there, and you know, for us, we're selling. We're a small company. We're just on the West Coast primarily. Yeah. And we we want to. We don't want to conquer the planet. I mean, that is in line with anything that I do. I am not trying to conquer the world. I don't have delusions of grandeur to become this, you know, mega thing and I just like to, I enjoy my life. I've already had a tremendous life. My life is already the best I think it could be. Mm. So I, I'm i not trying to make it better. I'm just trying to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not trying to get more money, like so much money, so because it'll fulfill me. I'm like, I feel fulfilled already. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. by other things that are just more nurturing to me. So it's really just... Um, continuing to do a job that I've done before, mm-hmm. but I want to do it on a smaller scale and we wanna really help people. We want to spend the time and nurture the relationships and and work on a project, you know, a couple projects at a time, not ten at a time. People are terrible when they're working on like ten things at a time. Like yeah. they're not very good at it, people, you know.
0: I have this um idea to have more of a roster of clients, a small roster of well mm-hmm. matched clients than um, for so long, I've been spinning my wheels just to get more people more you know more numbers and I'm at the yeah. point now where I'd have much more joy in my life if I could work with the right ten people 10 <laughs> yeah, exactly and really work a little bit harder and be more patient at finding that synchrony with the ones that will get the most benefit from what I have to offer.
1: I tell you that's a that's such a great approach, and that is definitely the approach I have with my training business, my online live business.
2: yeah,
1: I would say all of my clients are people I really enjoy working with. It's totally true, and it's not a gigantic amount of people, but it's it's enough to be full time for me mm-hmm. uh, work and I'm very careful about who I take on so I mean if somebody hears this and they're like, I live in Boston or whatever, and I think I can do that, great I will be. I will look into it, yeah. but it's just can't be like something you want to do here and there. Uh, I'm going to cancel all the time. Like the people that I work with, they've been with me for years and years. Yeah. And even the new people, the newer people I have un- under a couple years, they're committed to it for a long time. They are totally immersed. It's part of their life. It's what they do with me on a regular basis. So I'm not looking for a Hey, I need to get ready for a wedding or,
0: mm-hmm. you know, I'm
1: going to, if you're looking for event based personal training, I am not the person for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it just shows <laughs> it takes the integrity that you, you know, you're also doing that person a favor too to say, don't yeah. waste your time. Don't waste your money. You'll be disappointed. Yeah. So why even take them down that road? And it takes, you know, when you're trying to get a business going, or practice, going, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little harder to say no when somebody's ready to hand you cash, but, I
1: think
0: it speaks to your integrity.
1: I think it just takes over time. You know, like, I'm like anybody in the beginning. I did do that many years ago. I took a lot of people. And just over time, I started kind of getting people who were, like, very serious about it. And also, I think it's the type of people you attract. I tend to attract very type A, very, like, consumption-obsessed about exercise people. So yeah. like, it's like a huge part of their life. So I don't normally get a lot of people who aren't serious about it, but I also still try to be very wary of like, is this person just trying to train with me so they can go to this event? Like, mm-hmm. they're just trying to use me for like a couple months. Like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. You're not going to use me for two months and then cancel a bunch of times and then go, you didn't do anything for me. I'm like, you didn't show up. <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. And well, you looked at think, it as
1: a point, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's it's what you say. It's, you know, learning to attract the right people and, and you know, really understanding yourself well, which comes through loud and clear.
1: Yeah, I think you just have to have the confidence about it. But I mean, I care about everybody I work with tremendously. And they're, you know, part of my family, basically. Yeah. And to bring somebody new in the family, it's like they got to feel committed to something, you know, commit to it. It's not a huge part of, it's not a huge time commitment, that's for sure. It's just, you know, doing something regular and being commitment focused to it. You know, it's, your health is, I think is a huge thing to be committed to in your life. And and I'm not saying I'm like this gigantic stickler of health. Like I enjoy myself, have a good time. I mean, yesterday I was having beers during my business meeting. I was having a good time, you know, but when I get down to business and working out, I'm working out, you know, I'm going to get it done. So yeah. You know, I just like people who are commitment focused. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we have just a couple minutes left, and I didn't know if there was something, anything in particular you wanted to share with, with, um with my audience.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I'm always into sharing the um, importance of connecting with people. I think kind of my, mini monologue, if you will, is that, you know, we're living in a time where people are spending less and less time doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, They're not talking to each other. They're talking to their phone or they're texting people. I'm not saying that's all bad, but I'm saying that you need to talk to other human beings. You need to, talking to people is like sharpening a skill. It's Mm -hmm. It's a skill, and you have to be, to be good at that skill, you have to do it regularly. Getting uninterrupted time, facing off another human being, is critical to your growth as a person. And if you're not doing that, you need to do it. You need to have coffee with somebody. You need to have a Skype phone call with somebody. You need, whatever it is, sit down with your family, talk to them, look them in the eye, and have the conversation. And if you do that regularly, you're going to meet some amazing people. I'm I don't like when people tell me I haven't I don't know how to meet anybody I haven't met anybody great I'm like you're not trying you're just like hoping it happens (laughs) like (laughs) nothing happens just by happening you have to actually do the work (laughs) you got to get out and talk to people if you don't do any of that then you will be lonely there will be nothing going on in your life and that is on you not on other people
0: yeah well I'm so happy that you're out there teaching that it's it's like, you know, like you said earlier, I so much had this inside of me and, and mm-hmm. I went through a series of rejections or maybe three people said no to me, you know, and I, yeah. it's easy to just build up this wall and say, oh, everybody says no. And it's a story I told myself, you know, you get behind, you get behind this little fiction story that protects you, but you, you end up being lonely or you end up not making yeah. those connections that can help you. You might like for me to know you now. Is, is so helpful to me because now you're a resource for me, and hopefully, you know, we're here to help each other. So, um, so I'm very grateful to know you and have this exchange of the heart.
1: I feel the same way, Joyce. It's, uh, it's a pleasure knowing you. You know, um, I like Alex Herrera had told me about you, mm-hmm. and he uh, and said, Oh, you got to listen to this. And so, it's just that's the magic right there is when somebody refers somebody to somebody else. And you take the time to just reach out to them and say, hey, I heard about you. I would love to have a conversation. What's the worst that could have happened? You could have told me no. Okay, that's fine. I'll just keep it moving to the yeah. next person.
0: Yeah. I know we built it up to be so much more than it is. Um, so that's my mission is to, you know, accumulate a few no's here and there and, not, and just get used to it yeah. say, who knows why? But more often I get yeses and yeah. I meet amazing people on the other side of the country I've made a bunch of friends in Australia recently. I spoke with a woman in um, Tel Aviv the other day. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, you know, I hardly ever leave my house. <laughs> 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 I know people all over the world.
1: That's incredible. Well, yeah. thank you for having me on. I really appreciate your kindness and your generosity.
0: And thank you for sharing and giving us the lessons today. So, um, No problem. I will talk to you soon.
1: You got it. Thanks, Joyce. Have okay. a good day.
0: All right, Darian. All right, bye. All right.